anyone that hasn't uh, put their weight in and hadn't seen Lana back at the back, you need to do that. We had 373 pounds. We're trying to get to 400. All right. You know, we're trying to get to 400, and you know what that means. Yeah, we, yeah, we're going to be the fittest church in town. That's right. All right. I heard something. I want you all to hear me. I heard something that we're going to change. Uh, DJ, okay, you all know that coaches at Central High School. And they had senior night, and they only had two parents. All right. So Pastor Fields has came up with this new solution from this church. We're going to have Doctor Parent Night next time Central High School has Senior Nights, and some of us parents are going to go out there and walk with those kids. Amen. That's right. Am I right? All right. So next one, and, and this will not be uh, uh, asked; it'll be a request. We belong to this church. We belong to this church. Pastor Phil, say you, you, and you'll have to go because we don't lie over here, right? That's right. The Bible says we're mothers to who? Well, fathers to who? Fatherless. Then we need to live that way. Right. All right. We've been talking about in the last few weeks because we're trying to save, remember, our, relation, our marriages, our relationships. We're trying to help our children to grow, and, and we want to grow as Christ would have us to be. Isn't that right? And we know that, you know, we understand that baptism of the water baptizes us into the body of Christ. We do understand that, Right. But baptism of the Holy Spirit baptizes us into the life of Christ, right. right? There's a whole lot of people that's been baptized in the water, but have not been baptized in the life of Christ. To be baptized in the life of Christ, that means you've got to be born again. Isn't that right? Yeah. And when you're born again, then you become a new creation, right? right. A new creation. Say that, a new creation, right? New creation. And so the Bible says, and then when you become that new creation, the Bible says that Jesus says that Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, but I come to give you life and life more abundant. That life more abundant doesn't come until we become born again. Isn't that right? And so what we want to do today is we want to go over some of the things that we've been through in the last few weeks because what we want in here is we can't have solid families unless we have solid individuals. Isn't that right? And so we, we're gonna, we want to be solid men and women. Once we become solid men and women in Christ, then we become good husbands, right? Good wives, good fathers, good mothers, and, and so on and so on, right? Because we should be tired of all of the stuff that's going I'm not talking political. I'm talking about all the craziness that's going on in, in, in America right now, right? right. And so, uh, and you know, I've told you all that laws don't, they don't work. We have to change the hearts of men and women, right? Mm -hmm. And also, this is Domestic Violence Month, right? Mm -hmm. Right along with Breast Cancer Month, right? And so someone asked me, and also it's Pastor's Appreciation Month, right? And they wanted to put on the paper Pastor's Appreciation, and I said, no, I don't want to get distracted from breast cancer and domestic violence, even though uh, uh, we do appreciate our pastor. Yes, amen. All right, right. So that's done. So you got that done, right? All right, so we get down to the main issues. Is in this, uh, uh, we want to be a healthy church. 
We want to be healthy spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially, all right? And to do that, many of us have had problems in our finances earlier on in life, and somebody may be struggling now because we didn't have a guide, right? So if the Holy Spirit, once you have the life of the Holy Spirit within you, the Holy Spirit helps you in every area of your life. And so I'm going to read a little bit of this myself. One of my favorite scriptures is 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, right? Old things pass away, huh? And all things become new. So what that means is before I came to Christ, there were some issues in my life. When I got to Christ and, and got baptism of the Holy Spirit, then new things happen, right? I become a new husband, I become a new brother in Christ, a new father, a new grandfather, a new everything, right? So this is what, you can't, have you ever tried to discipline yourself on your own to do something? It doesn't really work, does it? But once the Holy Spirit gets involved in your life and he assists you into doing those things, the inner Holy Spirit, right? Then that's when you develop the, the life of Christ. We're supposed to live, Christian means Christ-like. We're supposed to live like Christ, right? And if we would live like Christ, we wouldn't have all this chaos and confusion among church members. It's got to start with us first before we start trying to tell people how to do it outside. Right. Does that make sense, right? Because one of the worst places you can go sometimes is church because there's more self-righteous people and critics in church than any other place. But we don't do that, right? Because we know that to serve, to live as Christ, then we have to love like Christ loves. Isn't that right? And it is, it is, it's, it's an exciting life when uh, God, when you, when you walk in the right path and, and you do what God has chosen you to do, it's just an exciting, it's, life is just exciting. I mean, life is good. That life abundant, I'm telling you, I'm living that life abundant. If I would have known that in my 70s, life would, would be so good, I'd have got there in a hurry. Yeah. I'm, yeah, oh yeah, I'm enjoying my life, and you know, I'm enjoying life. I enjoy my wife, my children, my grandchildren. I enjoy my home. I enjoy this church and your church members, uh, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so you knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah. you know, somebody coming here with 87 sitting in front of me with a chief laid on. You knew that was coming. <laughs> so we, but we enjoy our life, right? If you can't have joy, you were sad before you came to Christ, right? So there should be something different when you get in Christ, right? And so we enjoy our life over here. So we understand that the baptism of the Holy Spirit helps us to live the life of Christ. And it's just exciting. And God puts sweet and wonderful people in your life, and, and you enjoy life. Uh, 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 Tim and Ann came in this morning, my good, uh, uh, I call, I'm their, I'm father, okay? And I see the hugs that I get from, from them, just, I appreciate this so much. The, the, the 20, over 20 some years, I guess, uh, we've been really like families and stuff like that. God does all that. We're not that smart. Right. We wouldn't have picked the right people. That's right. Some of you know that because you picked the wrong people. Right? right? So he, I'm telling you, if it, he helps you in everything. So now, and wait a minute now, when I become a new creature in Christ, it changes my appetite. It changes your desires, right? And so we want to talk about that a little bit this morning. And we want to have a good time. We want to enjoy ourselves, but we want to learn. Right? We want to learn at the same time. Okay, here we go with Romans. Romans 13, verse 13 through 14 from The Voice. May we all act as good and respectable people. So this is what, the, this is what we're supposed to do as Christians. We're supposed to act as what? 
as good and respectable people. And you remember last week I talked to you all about, uh, uh, sister, I said up here that Sister Gwen and I hadn't had a conversation in 30 years, and she said 40. And the reason that is, we figured it out. She has an opinion, I have an opinion. That's not a disagreement. Because you respect another person's opinion, right? You honor another person's opinion. There's a reason that they have that opinion and they, are, they, they think that way, right? And so, so if you do that, then you won't have all this confrontation. So we don't have a confrontation. We can have, we, we can have opinions. Our opinions can be different, but we can respect each other even though we have a different opinion. You know, you all, most of you all in here think that uh, Kansas City Chiefs is a better football team than maybe Packers. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to accept that because I understand where you at. <laughs> all right? Yeah, see, I'm going to expect your opinion, you know. You understand what I'm saying? And so what we're going to do is we're going to see. But uh, <laughs> uh, so we have that. We have fun with that, and we deal with that, right? And like you're laughing about now, there's nothing in your household that's any more serious than that. Amen. Come on, we're falling out about stuff that don't even make no sense. Amen. Right? You, say, you understand what I'm saying? We, people are walking away from people over foolishness, right? right? No, we're going to respect other people's opinions, right? We're going to respect other people. Isn't that right? We respect other people's religion. We're Christians, right? We respect a Muslim. We don't agree with them. You see, we respect them. You know, here's two things, two words, respect and approval. I respect a person. I may not approve of what they think and what they, how they act. Does that make sense? All right, here we go. Live today the same way as we will in the day of his coming. See, see well, in other words, we want to live today as we would as Jesus Christ is coming, because we don't know when he's coming. So we want to live today as if he's going to come today. That's right. Right? Here we, Do not fall into patterns of dark living. And the Bible tells us not to fall into patterns of dark living. It talks about wild partying. None of us has ever done that in here. Giving you, see, you gave yourself away. Go ahead with the rest of it. All right. Drunkenness. Drunkenness. Sexual depravity. Sec yes. Decadent gratification. Uh -huh. Quarreling and jealousy. So, so these are the things that the Bible tells us not to do. We get too caught up on our little religious doctrines, but these are the things the Bible tells us what not to do. Y'all with me? All right. Why would you be jealous of another person? Grateful that God has blessed that person that way. Right? What, what is it the quarreling about? I mean, what, what do we really know about what's going on with, up in the White House with Trump and the Republicans and the Democrats and, and all that? What? No, 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 no. We ain't getting into all of that, right? Because there are people up there that love Brother Trump. And there are people who don't like Brother Trump. But we, I'm going to say something that you may not like. As far as we know, he's a Christian. Right. That means he's our brother. That's right. So I, we just don't agree. And we can do that, right? Some people didn't agree with President Obama, right? That's right. Isn't that right? Yes. And some black people, yes, come on here with me, said that he wasn't black enough. Remember that? Yes. All right, so there, yes, come on, amen to that. They said that, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, there's always something going on with somebody that we don't. But no, we don't do that in Christ Temple North because in Christ Temple North, we have, we've been baptized with the Holy Spirit and we live the life of Christ. Therefore, we respect all men That's right. and women, right? That's right. Isn't that right? Yeah. 
Okay, here we go. Instead, we are to wrap ourselves in the Lord Jesus, God's anointed. So what we're supposed to do is wrap our clothes. I think it'll be the next one. We're to wrap ourselves in the who? Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ. We're to wrap ourselves in Jesus Christ. So when, uh, when, when, when I'm wrapped up in Jesus Christ, then I don't have a problem loving other people. Right. You see, I don't see, you understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Okay. And do not fill your sinful imagination by indulging your self-seeking desire for the pleasures of the flesh. And that means self. So when you're wrapped up in Christ, it ain't about you. You don't become selfish, you become selfless. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why it, when, when they told me just a few minutes ago, when someone spoke and told me there was only two kids showed up for those kids on senior day, immediately it came to me spiritually, hey, fix it. Right. Don't talk about it. Fix it. Right. Come on here. The Holy Spirit said, fix it. You fix it. Instead of getting in a conversation and gossiping about the parents, well, those parents need to come over and see their kids, and they need, that's such a shame. No, what's a shame is you know that somebody's there that doesn't have a father and a mother, and you set up in church every Sunday morning talking about amen to this, and you don't go out there and fix that problem. So we're going to fix it, right? Yes. Because we Christians, right? Yes. All right. Amen to that. You see, so we're more, more about fixing things. And to, when you fix things, you become selfless. You see, you're not all caught up in yourself, right? So this is what this church is about. Amen? Amen. All right. The message puts it this way. Get out of bed. I love and, this. And get dressed. And the message says get out of bed and get dressed. Get dressed up what? Clothe yourself with Christ. That's right. When you get up in the morning, you need to clothe yourself with Christ. You know what you got to deal with and who you got to deal with, right? Because you used to be one of those people before you got saved. That's right. Don't yeah. loiter and linger waiting until the very last minute. Oh, I like that. I can tell my wife that. <laughs> I'll pay for that. Because she'll listen to the message. I'll pay for that. Yeah. I'll just do it. Philip Wilson years ago said the devil made me do it. All right, go ahead. Right. <laughs> Again, dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. So what we do, get up out of the bed, he's saying, and dress yourself with Christ and be up what? And about, about. go take care of business. Because when I dress myself up in Christ, I'm ready for any situation, circumstance that will come up that day. Does that make sense? That's right. Are y'all with me? You see, when you get ready, to, let's talk husbands and wives in here. And if you all want to keep, keep everything solid in your relationships, put Christ on before you start talking. You go to your closet. Let her go to her closet. Y'all get dressed up in Christ and then meet in the kitchen. Right? Because if we dress ourselves up in Christ, then we won't have all these divisions. Do y'all understand what I'm talking about? Even before we talk to our children and not be abusive, we dress ourselves up in Christ and then we discipline, right? And then there won't be any abuse. It'll be the right thing to do. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And Am I doing all right? Yes. Okay. In Colossians 3 and 12. So therefore, as God's chosen people. Now, that's what we are. We are God's chosen people, right? Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Holy and dearly loved. And he loves us, holy and dearly loved. Come on, here's what he's going to tell us to do. This is going to be a short message because if you get this, you don't need a long one. That's right. All right, here we go. Clothe yourselves with compassion. So when I get up in the morning... And, 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 and when I get up in the morning and I clothe myself, guess what? 
Then I become a husband of what? Compassion. Compassion. You become a wife of what? A mother of what? A father of what? Sons or daughter of what? Because, see, this is what we want, right? This is what we want from each other. Sometimes it's compassion. Sometimes I don't need a lecture. Don't need discipline. I need compassion. And what else? Kindness. And then when I put on Christ now, I want to have kindness. And sometimes a little kindness will go a long, long way. Yes. You know, it's not important for you not to open the door for somebody else. You got a whole basket full of stuff. You got somebody standing beside you with one thing. Let them go first. Right. Yeah. Right. Try, a, try a little kindness. That's right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Say good morning. It doesn't matter if they speak to you or not. You be kind, right? Yes. You see, uh, if you ever, and I've done this before. I used to. I don't do it anymore. When I go by the cashier and they get, get a little hmm, mm-hmm. I'd get a little hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, but then the Holy Spirit had revealed to me, maybe he or she had a bad morning. Show them a little kindness. Right. How's your day? Bless you today. Doesn't hurt people. It doesn't hurt to show. And you can't be dressed up in Christ and not show compassion and kindness. And what else? Humility. And humility. Quit making everything about you. Yes. Have a little humility. You see? Have a little, you know? Sometimes there was a, a, a football player called Gail Sayers years ago at the University of Kansas, and he went and played for the Bears, blah, blah, blah. And uh, you all remember the Brian song is what that movie is about. He wrote a book called I Am Third. Yeah, he wrote a book, I Am Third. My God, my family, me. You don't like that, do you? My God, my family, me. What a world this would be if we would live like that. That takes humility to live like that. All right? You ain't mad at me, are you? I was going to say, don't die. (laughs) Don't let me keep you out of heaven now. All right? I didn't write any of this. It didn't say the gospel of Johnny. All right? Because sometimes this hurts me. Yes, amen. I'm talking about me. I'm saying amen. Sometimes it hurts me. And it makes me take a look at my life. I can't have, I don't have compassion and kindness and humility, and the next one is gentleness. That's right. Then I must not have Christ. Sometimes it'd be gentle. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter who's speaking the loudest. Be gentle. That's right. Do you understand? Sometimes men, men, then I'll, I'll say it for you because you all don't want to tell anybody it's a secret, right? Sometimes we want our wives to be like mama. You know, <laughs> because we want that gentleness. Yes, we want that gentleness because nothing is any gentler than a loving mother. And sometimes we want that gentleness. Sometimes the other way around. We want gentleness. Just be gentle. A gentle touch. A gentle hug. Gentle words. Works. Yeah. Sometimes your children want... They don't need you to coach. They need you to say, you'll do better next time. Right. It's okay. Everybody fails every now and then. Be gentle. Be gentle, all right? Am I doing all right? Now this next one, God's working with me. <laughs> that would be patience. 
Sometimes we have to be patient. Everything is not right now. You see? You see, one of the things that we have in, in our house, and, and God has really blessed me tremendously. Sister Gwen goes shopping, grocery shopping, okay? Y'all know what that is, right? When you go around all the aisles and, and looking and stuff and all that stuff. I go after what I want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can go in the store and be out in 10 minutes. Because I'm going in for that, that's what I want. But when I go with her, I have to be very patient. And I've learned to be patient because this is going to be a journey. <laughs> I, I, I kid her all the time. I say, this ain't no museum. <laughs> yeah. and, that, and she laughs like y'all laughing. And we, we joke about it. And she looks at me. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's life. And you can learn when you put on Christ. When you put on Christ and you clothe yourself with Christ. Come on, folks. When you have compassion. You have kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. If you have that in the household, you'll never have an issue. You'll never have an issue. All right? If you have this in your relationship, you won't have issues. Right? The Bible is teaching us how to get along with one another. All right? You, you okay? All right. Now turn to John 14, verse 16 through 17. All right, so one of the things that, that I need for, to do this, because in my natural, these things are not in my character. But when, I, when you're born again and the Holy Spirit gets in your life, if you remember in the book of Acts, it said, I'll give you the Holy Spirit and he will give you power, right? And, and Jesus told us what the Holy Spirit would do. So there are some things that sometimes before I get caught up into Johnny, the Holy Spirit puts me in a position that I'm able to accomplish what we just read. Without the Holy Spirit, I can't live this kind of life. You understand? Uh, you see, without the Holy Spirit, I can't be a good husband, good father, good brother, good sister, good pastor. Can't be anything good, right? But with the Holy Spirit, I can be all of the things that God has required for me to do and to be as a husband, as a father, as, yes, grandfather in my case, and, and y'all's pastor, right? Y'all's pastor, right? Yeah. So, and it, you know, so it, takes, it, takes, it takes a lot. You can't do it on your own. But the Holy Spirit will give you, listen to me, the Holy Spirit will give you all the tools that you need to be able to accomplish what God's asked you to do. That's right. You want me to say it again? The Holy Spirit will give you everything you need, give you the tools to accomplish what God has called you to do as a man or as a woman. All right, here we go. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. All right, Jesus, this is Jesus talking, and we're reading from the, uh, a different version, but that's okay. This is Jesus talking, and he says that I will ask for the Father. Now, Jesus, know, he knows the Father pretty well, right? Yeah. And guess what? Wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Does he know the Father pretty well? Yeah. Does he know us pretty well? Yes. Do you know how he knows us pretty well? He, he's saying that he would give us another helper, so that means he knew we'd need some help. Are you with me? Yeah. All right. He said, and so, and he knew that Johnny Fields would be down here, and John, Johnny Fields wants to be all of the things that the Bible requires him to be, but he's going to need some help doing that. So he's going to pray to the Father that the Father would give me a helper That's right. so that I could accomplish being the man that God would have me to be in every area of my life. That's right. And you. All right. Here we go. 
And also would be a comforter. And he'd be a comforter because sometimes, I don't know, situations and circumstances you get in, you need comfort mm-hmm. on the inside. You see, people, they can do that ear thing, but it doesn't get on the inside. So he knew that I would need a comforter sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's still to this day that sometimes I fail at things and it frustrates me or I get bad news from the doctor or, you know, you get bad news to a friend or a family member. You need comfort in your spirit. Well, Jesus has already prayed to the Father to send us a helper and a comforter, all right? And also an advocate. <coughs> okay, someone to stand with me. Go ahead. An intercessor. And sometimes I need somebody to intercede for me. That's right. Yeah, you, you all have never been there, some of you, but some have been there where you've been, you can get in a medical situation in a painful place in your life so that you can't even pray, but the Holy Spirit will intercede for you and pray for you. That's right. All right? And a counselor. And God knows that sometimes we need what? Counselor. counselor. I need, I need, there's an old song said, I need to have a little talk with Jesus. Yeah. Remember that, tell him all about our troubles? Yeah. So sometimes we need that. And I need that counselor sometimes. Listen to me very closely here. To when I, I, if I'm going into a counseling session with someone, I need the counselor to counsel me before I get into the session. Does that make sense? You know, sometimes, let's go, we're going to families now. Come on, men and women in here. Sometimes before you open your mouth, you need to let the Holy Spirit counsel you before you open that mouth. Right? And so he will be your counselor, and the next one, sure enough, he'll be your strengthener. He'll be the strength. Because sometimes in the physical, in the mental, in the emotional, you'll get beat down to the point where you're just totally weak. But the Holy Spirit will strengthen you. You don't think you can get by. You don't think you can get through. But the Holy Spirit will empower you to make it through it. Does that make sense? He will strengthen you. I can do all things through Christ. What? And sometimes you will need that. And if you haven't got to that point, keep living. You keep living. There will be something that will happen to you that you don't think that you can make it through. It'll be a trial or a tribulation, and you'll, it'll be to shake your world. Because some of you haven't never buried anybody near parents or lost anybody. But you keep living. You'll have to do that. And you say, I need the strength of the Holy Spirit to strengthen me to make it through. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. And guess what? If, if, if we weren't going to need strength, then God would have not said that the Holy Spirit would be that. All of these things he's saying is because he knew, Jesus knew, we would need them sooner or later in our life, all right? That's right. And the last one was a standby. Mm-hmm. I sure love me to stand by. <laughs> yes, Lord, I want him to always be there. Lord, be next to me. Don't leave me. Be there close to me so I can grab your hand and go through some of the things that I may need to go through. To be, and it says to be with you forever. We right. need the Holy Spirit to be with us forever. Yeah. Guess what? I'm going to give you a secret. Say what, Pastor? Nobody has a clue what they're going to go through for the rest of the day, less alone the rest of the week or the rest of the year. You see? But see, we don't want to be an unprepared person in a prepared place, right? That's the coaching in me. You know, as a coach, what a coach does, I would, I don't even, I'd rather be called a spiritual coach than pastor. Because a spiritual coach is to prepare you for a prepared place. Because sooner or later, you're going to be in, in a position that you're going to need coaching. Right. Oh, yeah, you're going to need encouragement, Right. You all ain't been through nothing yet, huh? I'm laughing at you. You keep living. You know what I'm talking about. And so my job is to, is to coach you. The, the Holy Spirit gives me the, the tools to coach you, to help you, so that when you do get there, you'll have the tools to be able to make the play that you need to make it when it's time to make that play. And then you won't be a prepared person in a prepared place. That's what the Holy Spirit does. It prepares us. 
all right, for any place that we're going to be in so that we can become overcomers. I think that's later on down here, all right? The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. The world can't receive the spirit of truth. They don't want to deal with the truth. Come on. And take to its heart mm. because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will so, be in you. So that we know him. The Holy Spirit is where? In us. You better say in me. The Holy Spirit is in me and it's continued being where? And, and you want it to be continued where? Yes. Because you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, right? That's right. But if he's in you, you will be a prepared person in a prepared place. There's another scripture that says that he will bring things to you that are to come. That he will, review, re, he will view things to come and give them to you. So the Holy Spirit knows tomorrow what you're going to deal with you. It's just like if you're in this church today, there's somebody in this church today that needs this message tomorrow. Or maybe a week from now, maybe two weeks from now, a month from now, a year from now, and you'll hear that voice. Remember when Pastor was teaching that class? Grab a hold of it right now. You need it right now. Because sometimes the only thing you've got to, to grab a hold on is the words that you've heard from the spiritual coach. You know the Bible, but you need to hear that word. I know when I was coaching track, it's a different type of sport than a lot of sports. Kids would go to college, and they say, I can still hear Coach Phil saying, don't break, don't break, stay tall, stay tall. Keep your mechanics, keep your mechanics. They'd do that years after they see it, and they'd smile about it, and they'd go to college and deal with it. And some of them, even after they got out of college, would laugh about Coach Phil's telling that. Well, I'm telling you today that you will break if you don't have the Holy Spirit. Life will break you down if you don't have the Holy Spirit. Coach Phil is telling you to stay, stay tall, keep your mechanics, don't break, keep moving. And the Holy Spirit will do that. Do you understand? Because once you stop, it's hard to get started again. You understand? So, so uh, we don't wish anything bad on anybody, but life is life, right? And so sometimes we have to deal with life, right? You don't want to deal with it by yourself. That's right. Because you'll be an unprepared person in a prepared place and you'll fall apart. The difference between us, we grieve, yes, amen, but we don't fall apart. All right. First John 4 and 4 from the NIV, then the voice. And, and you know, I've been using this all year long, and I probably use it. I just love this, so because I'm pastor, you have to listen to it as much as I want to do it. All right, here we go. You, dear children. I'm talking to you. You, dear children, are from God and overcome them. Huh? Mm -hmm. uh, you from where? God. Read for me. You're from where? God. You're from where? God. All right. And have overcome them mm -hmm. because the one who is in you. The one is where? In you. All right. Is greater than the one who is in the world. So no matter what goes, we go up against, we're going to be winners. We're overcomers. Right? Because greater is, huh? He is in us than is he is in the world. Right. Uh, when, the, when the young lady got up here and talked about what she went through dealing with the cancer thing, that's an inside thing. That ain't an outside thing, right? And some of you all know what I'm talking about. So sometimes when worldly things happen or things happen to us, we have to remember who we are and whose we are. That's right. Where's your power at? And what did I tell you last week? You how big? A million times. You got to do it right. Do it like your pastor. I am a million times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. That's right. If I have the Holy Spirit within me, because, see, you all are wimpy with it. Let me get down here with it. I don't have no problem. I don't have no problem being a superstar. I am a million times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. And you know why that is? 
You have the Holy Spirit in you? Well, you know how big the Holy Spirit is? When God said, let there be light, what happened? And then God said, when he was created the heavens and earth, he said, and the Spirit moved and made, well, that same Spirit's in you. So, so, so I don't know, I'm 5'7", I ain't going to tell you my weight, I'm 5'7", and a half on the outside, but I'm unmeasurable on the inside. That's right. You're unmeasurable where? On the inside. How big are you? Because the Holy Spirit's in there. Amen. Amen to that. Amen to that. And you got to remember that when you're going through a situation or a circumstance, you have to remember that. you got to remember that. It's not how big you are, it's how big God is in you. That's what you have to remember. Amen to that. Amen. All right. That was my coaching voice. All right. And again, from the voice, you have come from God and have conquered. Wait a minute. We come from God and we're what? Conquered. We've conquered. All right. Conquered these spirits because the one who lives within you is greater than the one in this world. So there's no spirit that can come upon us because greater is the one, greater is the spirit of God within us. That's right. Than any other spirit. When you walk around, we need to start walking like it, talking like it, thinking like it. I walk as Christ, talk as Christ, think as Christ, because I have the Spirit of Christ within me. And then once you have that, you will be a prepared person in a prepared place. That's right. You understand what I'm talking about? That's right. All right, do I want to do that? That's not very much. I guess I can do that. <laughs> All right, y'all, y'all tired? No. All Take right, there you go. You're getting smart now. That's how you do that. Right. Ephesians 5, 1 through 2. Here we go. Be therefore imitators of God. So we're imitators of who? God. We're imitators of who? God. Imitators of who? God. All right, so we're supposed to be God-like. That's right. We're supposed to be God-like. And remember, God, listen to me. When you are born again Christian, God reproduces himself in you. Period. Because you're a new creature in Christ. So now become God-like. Right? And you can't lose. Don't be telling me you God-like and you lose. Where God lose that? And there's no place where he ever loses. Right. And when you're God-like, man, that, then you're a different somebody. Oh, yes. All right. Satan can hinder you and he can harass you, but he can't beat you. Yes. Uh-huh. So, again, be imitators as beloved children and walk in love. We walk in love. This is the thing. We, when you walk in love, man, your life just feels good about it. You know, you know, there's a scripture that says, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind, thy soul, and thy, thy spirit, and love your neighbors yourself. And you all think I'm joking. I said, there's some people, I don't want them loving me like they love themselves. Right. But you are, are blessed because I love me some Johnny Fields. <laughs> you see? It's love. It's about love. Mm-hmm. All right? Love. It's about love. Figure it out. Okay? I love, you know, when people get to talking about the United States of America, what's going on. I love being an American. I love being an African-American. American. I love, yes. And I can't love like Christ and hate my brother. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? That's right. All right. Love gives me an understanding that I'm not always right. And other people are not always wrong. Love gives me understanding that it's not about me. It's about others. Right? Here we go. Even as Christ also loved you. 
So see, it's easy for me to love other folks because Christ loved me and gave his life for me, and I knew who I was. So it's easy for me to love my brother. All righty. And that was the next one, as he gave himself up for us as children of love. He gave himself because he loved us. That's right. You see? He gave himself up because he loved us. That's right. That's, that's, that is strong. All right, where am I at? Uh, at the end of verse 1. Okay. We are to walk in love as Christ walked in love toward the world. We're to do what? Walk in love. Let me tell you, if someone acts a fool and you still are kind, sooner or later they figure out who's stupid. <laughs> That's a fact. They call your name and say, God bless you. Yeah. That's right. Verse 2. The Father so loved the world, he gave his Son. Now listen to me. This is powerful. The Father so loved the world, he gave his Son. Jesus so loved the world, he gave himself. Now I so love the world, I'll give myself. That's right. To serve. I can't love like God and not serve. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's strong. I'm going to read it again. The Father so loved the world, he gave his son. Jesus so loved the world, he gave himself. Now I so love the world, I give myself. Let me tell you, when you help somebody else, you start feeling good about yourself. One of the things, one of the greatest things that ever happened to me was coach. Because hundreds of kids over all the years, to, to coach those kids and to be a part of those kids' life and to minister, that's what it's really called, coaching is ministering, to minister to those kids and to love those kids. And some of them still love back, and they text, and they, they do this, and they say, Coach, we're looking at you on, you know, they pull all that stuff up and still listen to Coach. Love stays the same. It never changes. All right? Let's everybody repeat after me. The Father so loved the world. The Father so loved the world. He gave his son. He gave his son. Jesus so loved the world. Jesus so loved the world. He gave himself. He gave himself. Now I so love the world. Now I so love the world. I give myself. I give myself. I can't help. I can't help. But serve. But serve. Give God a hand clap. <laughs> we won't do that one. Is God good? There's some more, but I don't need to read any more. Because you're full. There's a good message. Yes. All right. Say amen to that. All right. All right. Come on. All right. All right. All right. Let's stand up. Let's stand up. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. Look at somebody and say, I thank God for you. Thank God for you. Yes. Yeah. I want to do something else. We're going to do something else. There's nothing else that we need to talk about. We'll put the Thanksgiving, we'll do that next week. We'll put it there to help, you know, feed the battered women's shelter. We don't do this in here just because we ain't got nothing else to do. I believe, if I didn't believe in what I'm talking about up here, I'd talk about something else. And one of the things that's lacking in this country is brother and sister love in the church. 
So we're going to do our reach out and touch. I'm going to pray. We're going to reach out and touch. Our Isaac can pray and we'll do our reach out and touch. And let's greet one another and act like we love each other up in here. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, forgive us for not loving like we should love. Forgive us for not treating each other like we should treat each other. Forgive us for not respecting our wives, our husbands, our children, children, not respecting parents. Forgive us for the things that we've done out of selfishness and bitterness and anger and blame. Forgive us of these things. And let us start today with a clean sheet that we go back to whomever we've hurt or they've hurt us and love them anyway. Teach us to love one another like you love us. And right now, as we reach out and touch, let it be real. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, amen. Come on, reach out and touch. Amen.